Well, good morning, Northside. My name is Jacob. I'm on the student team here. And like Caroline said, um, this morning, I'm just going to say it. We're going to get it out there. We are talking about money. Okay, no one threw anything. We're good. All right, we made it through the first one. Um, we are. We're going to talk about money. And, and if you've not been with us, um, we've been going through this book called Quest 52. And every week we have a question that we answer. And what's interesting is that this weekend, our, our question isn't a what or a how question. Um, it, it's a why question. And really what it's doing, this question, is it's looking at um, the hearts behind the what and the how. And here is our question for this week. Why does Jesus care so much about my money? Why does Jesus care so much about my money? And I, it's an important question to ask, and we're going to dig into the answer. and We're going to look at the word. Um, but, but before we do that, I think we just need to, as a church, kind of pause and just do a feelings check or a gut check for a second. Like when I say that phrase, when I say we're gonna talk about money, when I ask the question, why does Jesus care so much about my money? What does that do to your body? Like, do you, do you feel happy? You're like, oh man, finally, right? Like we're taking a stand against money. Do, do you feel at peace? Because you feel like you're kind of nailing it in this category. Like you, you've been giving for a long time. You feel like your money is, is in a row. And so you're good to go. You're like, this is gonna be an easy one for me. Are you a little confused about why we have to talk about money? Uh, maybe it's your first time here and you gave Northside a chance and you walked in the doors and I said, we're gonna talk about money and you just feel like vindicated. Like in a way you're just like, I knew it, right? Like in there, all they talk about six flags over Jesus just wants my money. That's what they want. Like they, they, they want my money. And you just, like, that's how you feel right now. You gave this place a chance. And the first time you come in, we're talking about money. You're just like, oh, I knew it. Like I knew what they were going to talk about. Maybe you're in this room right now and you don't feel like that, but you feel nervous or maybe a little bit um, angsty or have a little bit of anxiety right now. Because when I ask that question of why does Jesus care so much about my money, you attach yourself to two words, my money. It's my money. I don't, why, does Jesus, why does Jesus need to talk about it? Why does Jesus need to care about what I do, about how my money is spent or made? It's my money. And you feel a little weird because you might get challenged today and you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to let go of control of my money. And you're nervous about that. Maybe you feel um, a little angry or annoyed and you're like, here we go again, right? Do they need another light? Do they need more fog in this room? Is like really what we need right now? Like, like what is my, I can't believe we're talking about this again. This is unbelievable. And it can be a topic, money can be a topic in church that's uncomfortable. It can be, uh, we wanna avoid it. We don't wanna hear about it, but here's the deal. Jesus did wanna talk about it. And Jesus didn't want to avoid it. And Jesus did want us to hear about it. We see it all throughout scriptures um, that Jesus would, would address finances head on at times. We're gonna look at verses today where he says, hey, here's what it talks about when it talks about money. There's times where he would use money as an illustration talking about something else, but he knew that the, the, the grip that money had on society was deep. Does that sound familiar? How deep of a grip money has on a society. Jesus would talk to, to, to poor people. He would talk to wealthy people. In fact, zoom out for a second and look at the entirety of the Bible. Did you know that in the Bible, um, faith is mentioned 500 times? That's a lot of times in the Bible. Uh, prayer is mentioned 500 times. That's a lot of times. Money is mentioned 2,000 times. And I'm not saying that that's the full story that we should be like, all we should ever talk about is money. But... For some reason, Jesus talked about money a lot. 
And it just makes me wonder why. Really, it makes me wonder, why, why does Jesus care so much about my money? And we're going to answer this question today together, and I'm excited about it. And the good news for you is you're not just going to hear the Jacob Bales seminar on what you should do with your money. You don't want that. I don't want to do that. That's just not going to be helpful for anyone. But the good news is, is we have the word. We have Jesus who spoke and who walked on earth that we can talk about this. So I'm going to invite you right now. I'm a big proponent of this um, to open up the Bible with us. We've been in the Sermon on the Mount. It's Matthew 5 through 7. Today we're going to be in Matthew 6, starting verse 19. But I think there is power when the church opens the Bible together. And so whether you do it with a physical Bible or, or the digital Bible, um, I would invite you. Matthew 6, verse 19. You can get there right now. And here is what the word says. This is Jesus talking. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's Jesus talking. And so right away, you notice um, a phrase that pops up three different times. It's treasures. You see this. The first time he says, hey, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And then the next time he says, do store up for yourself treasures in heaven. At the end, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Now, the first one, storing up for yourself treasures on earth, I think we know what that means, right? Like to store up treasures on earth is to accumulate wealth. It's, it's money, please, right? Like I want things and I want money and I want stuff and I wanna get all this stuff because let's be real, the economy of the world is money. It's not a secret. We can walk outside, we can walk into any store. We know what gets us stuff. We know what, what makes the world run is money. It is what it is. And so it's pretty clear what, what that is a reference to. But then the second time he references it, he says, do store it for yourself, treasures in heaven. And I don't think this is him saying like, all right, box up something and send it on up, right? Like get your PS5, put it in a box and be like, see in heaven, the pharaohs in Egypt, they tried this. Did you know this, that the Egyptian pharaohs, they would be buried with mass amounts of wealth because they believed what they, when they died, whatever was in the room with them, was it in their tomb, would go to the afterlife with them. And so you would break into these, these tombs and you'd see these dead bodies and you'd see this immense wealth. I saw a quote this week that said, you never see a moving truck following a hearse. And it's like dark humor. At the same time, it's like, oh, it hurts pretty bad. See, he's not saying, hey, you got to store up all this stuff around you so you can take it to heaven. No, it's something else. And I think it can be argued that if the economy on earth is money, that the economy in heaven is love. And this is a reference not to stuff, but to actions. Jesus is saying, hey, your actions are going to matter here. Will you sacrificially and obediently serve me? We see this all over the Bible. The greatest commandment in the book of Mark, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. That, that's, that's storing up yourselves treasures in heaven when you act like that. The second Greatest commandment, which is equally as important, the Bible says, is to love your neighbor as yourself. That is storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Micah 6, 8, one of my favorite verses says to act justly, to walk humbly with your Lord and to love mercy. Like when you do those things, you are storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And what Jesus is trying to say right here is that he's trying to get us to zoom out of our limited perspective of eternity and ask the question, what really matters, guys? What actually matters? matters and he brings it home. I hope you notice this in verse 
21. And if you're an underliner, if you're a circular, if you're a highlighter, verse 21, just all over the place. Make it aggressive how much you circle that. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. How I'm gonna say it today is your money will show where your heart is. Your money shows what your heart values. And this is true. Take Jesus out of the equation for a second. Think about the clothes that you're wearing right now. I think your money shows what you value. Do you value um, looking good? Do you spend a bunch of money on the clothes that have the perfect cut and they've got the designer name brand and you got um, the shoes that cost way more than they should, but they make you look good? Is that what you value? Do you value comfort? And you're like, I don't care the temperature or the day or what the event is, it's sweatpants. Like this is, this is what you get. I'm gonna wear sweatpants every time because you value comfort. Do you value modesty? Do you value attention? Do you value worth? I think it's pretty clear for me, I value being almost 30 and wanting to look like a teenager. That's pretty obvious from my clothing. <laughs> think about the food that you eat. Do you value convenience? Do you value health? Do you go to Core Life like five times a week? Do you value taste so you don't go to Core Life? Do you value experience? <laughs> Think about the fun that you have. Do you value family time? Do you value escape? Do you value adventure? Do you value a numbing factor on your fun where you're just like, I don't wanna feel anything. Whatever I can do, whatever I can take, whatever I can drink just to get it away. Like that's what I value. I'm gonna spend my money on that. Do you value relaxation? And let me ask this question right now. Do you value Jesus? And I'm not asking just for a verbal yes. Does your money show that you value the Lord, undeniably, without a doubt that you value the Lord. Because here's the deal, verse 21 says it, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, we think so often, church, that money, when we talk about it, it's a financial issue. The church just wants my money, but Jesus flips the script. He says, it's not just a financial issue, it is a heart issue. When we talk about money, it is a heart issue because it is a window into what is going on inside of your heart. The Bible is clear about this, how much your heart directs and affects your actions. Matthew 15 talks about how from your heart, your words come. Think about that for a second. From your heart, your sin issues come. Proverbs 4.23 says that whatever you do, you have to guard your heart because everything that you do flows from it. And so your heart has so much effect over your actions. That's why this is a heart issue. When I was in high school, I played in this co-ed soccer league. It was just a recreational thing that we would, we would do for fun. And um, I, I, it wasn't very intense, but I remember when I, when I would play, I would play left defense and whoever the attacker was on my side, I made it a goal to try to get inside their head. And I would trash talk them. And I'm not talking like it was just like, I'm gonna get you. Like it wasn't like that. Um, I would just talk to them about my day and it would really throw them. Like, They'd be coming down the field, they'd have the ball at their feet. I'd be like, I'm Jacob, good to meet you. <laughs> it was like, they didn't know what to do. They just didn't know how to respond to me. And it always worked. It was awesome because I would just tell them things about me or their teammates or my teammates or about my day. But there's this one time um, where the attacker on my side, and I'm just gonna be honest, we're in church. I'm pre like, we, we should talk about this. The attacker on my side was a super pretty girl. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, I gotta get into her head and her heart. <laughs> like that's a... <laughs> This is an important, I'm a high school single boy. Like it was important to me at that time. 
And so she comes down and I try to do my normal stuff. And she must have had this all the time because she's not giving me anything. Like, I'm just like, I'm Jacob. It's nice to meet you. I'm single, by the way. It's like really cool that you're playing soccer. Like I'm saying all this stuff and she's just, nothing is working. And, and I'm like, how do I get into this girl's head right now? And I look down and all over the field are dandelions. And I'm like, boom. And so during the game, I go and pick just the best dandelion you've ever seen. And she's coming down the field and she has the ball and I hand it to her while we're playing the soccer game. And I say, hey, I picked this for you. And guys, I married her. I'm just joking, that's not true. <laughs> My wife hates soccer. <laughs> like, I didn't marry her, um, but I, I, she took it. And I, I go to halftime and I'm sitting on the field at halftime. My coach comes over and he says, Jacob, we're trying to play soccer here. And I said, coach, you might be trying to play soccer, but I'm winning this game. Like, this is happening for me right now. And I swear to you, um, we, we left that field and my mom always talks about this. That girl still had that flower as we were driving home. She had it in her hand. And so if you're here, I'm married. So sorry, <laughs> the dream is done. Now, is that money? No, but I think it's a picture into how your heart influences and directs your actions. You know this, you've seen this, what you love, you're, you're, it's, it, your heart is going to influence and direct your actions. And at that time on that field, my most valuable resource was my attention, was my time, my focus. And I devoted that all, not to soccer in that moment, but to this girl. And it's funny to talk about it with me giving a girl a flower. It's, it's, it's a little more cutting when I ask you the question, does your money reflect what your heart values? Because it will. Not just my word, but Jesus's word. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your money shows what your heart values. Your wealth shows what your heart values. Your treasure shows what your heart values. And see, we ask this question of why does Jesus care so much, so much about my money? It's because it isn't just about money. It's not just a financial issue. It is a heart issue. And church, you need to hear this right now. Jesus cares about every single part of your life, not just the ones that you perceive as spiritual. Every single part of your life, the parts that you think don't matter, the parts that you think you're just going through the motions, Jesus cares about those because he cares about every single part of your life. You could replace that word money. When I say Jesus cares about your money because he cares about your heart, you could replace that with anything. I mean, you could talk, Jesus cares about your words, Church, because he cares about your heart. Jesus cares about how much you drink because he cares about your heart. Jesus cares about your sex life because he cares about your heart. Jesus cares about your Facebook discourse, your Instagram likes, your YouTube history because he cares about your heart. Jesus cares about how you treat people, think about people even in a different political party than you because he cares about your heart. Jesus cares about how you talk to your wife, your kids, your boss, your brother, your sister, your parents, your, your employees, your, your friends, whoever it might be, a stranger, because he cares about your heart. And church, please hear this. Jesus cares about your money because he cares about your heart. It's not the other way around. He doesn't care about your heart because you have money. 
He cares about your money because he cares about your heart. That's why even if you're in here and it's your first time in here, this matters to you. It's not just me making a plea like, please, oh man, I hope you give us more money. No, this is a heart issue that we need to look at. Jesus really super cared about this. He, He talks very intensely about it. If you don't believe me, look at the next section of scripture. Jump down to verse 24 in Matthew 6. It says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And you might read that and you might be like, this is great news because I have no money. And so this is not an issue for me. I'd be like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. This is awesome. You also have no money. But here's the deal. That word money is not actually just money. It's the word mammon. And if you get into what mammon means, um, there's a few different ideas behind it. One is that it was an actual real false god that you could, you could worship and you could, you could follow. Another says that it's, um, it's this idea of, of, of idolatry towards money, but it's pretty much agreed upon that mammon isn't just money, it's the entirety of your wealth. The wealth that you have, the items that you own, and then also the wealth that you want and you wish you had too. It's, it's that idea personified. And so when Jesus said that word mammon, it was everything that you have and then maybe everything that you want personified into one thing. And then Jesus gets really specific. Do you notice this? He says, hey, you cannot serve the, the person of God. You cannot serve Jesus and the personified idea of wealth, the things that you have and the things that you want. You cannot serve both. He gets even deeper. He says, you cannot love both. Because you will be devoted to one and you'll be devoted to the other. You will despise the other. In fact, that word devoted is the same word in the book of Titus that is used to talk about being devoted to the message of the gospel. That's how much you can be devoted to money. You will love one and hate the other. And that's intense language for Jesus, that you're either going to love God or you're going to hate God because you love money, or you're gonna love money and you're gonna hate God. I mean, that's, that's, that's intense language. And you might be thinking, oh, well, I'm good because I don't worship money, Jacob. Like, I'm not singing songs like, I will build my life upon 10 bucks. That's not, what you, you're not doing that. I don't put money on a mantle and like bow down to it. I, I, just, I just don't do that with my life. But the biblical theology of worship is so much bigger than just the songs we sing. It, it is how you live your life. Let me just ask you a few questions. When it comes to worshiping money, I just think it'll be eye-opening in a way. Do you ever envy the amount of money someone else makes or their wealth, their mammon, their all that they have? And so in doing so, someone else's wealth leads you to sin. Do you ever overly worry about money? So much so that it causes you to lose faith. Do you know that right after this verse that we just finished reading, the next part, Jesus has this moment. He says, therefore, or because of this, do not worry. Isn't that interesting? This, this discourse he has about money, and then immediately he says, because we're going to talk about money, let's talk about worry They are interconnected. And I want to encourage you to read your Quest 52 book to get a little more of a picture of that. Do you ever knowingly disobey how the Lord has asked you to spend or give your money? 
Do you fail to trust that God's word is true when it says that he will provide for our needs, our basic needs? Do you know where that verse is, by the way? It's, it's in Matthew 6, that he will provide what you need, do not worry, right after he talks about money. Will you sacrifice your time and energy and focus for money, but not for Jesus? And let me just say about that last one. If you will sacrifice for money, but won't sacrifice for Jesus, please do not be confused on who you think God is. If you will sacrifice for money, your time, your energy, your focus, but will not sacrifice for Jesus, please do not be confused on who your true God is. And maybe I said that and you just, a little cold chill came over you. You kind of got your fist closed a little bit and you think, no, you can't say that. That's fine. Let me say it a different way that you, you might know it a little better. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Church, please hear this. Jesus cares about your money because he cares about your heart. And in this section of scripture, he's just simply asking, what are you gonna choose? Are you gonna pick money, this idea of mammon, wealth accumulated, the one that you want, or are you gonna pick me? Do you find your joy in money or in Jesus? Do you find your hope for the future, for what could be in your life, in money or in Jesus? Do you think money can save you? Or Jesus, will you sacrifice for money? Or Jesus, do you love money? Or Jesus? Um, there was one year I was at um, this conference called Passion. It's an event that our young adults go to every single year. And you, you get to stay in, you, you do the, the conferences in a big arena in Atlanta every year. And so sometimes they do it in the Mercedes-Benz, but this year specifically, it was in the Atlanta Hawks Stadium. And so just imagine the scene where you're in there with you know, thousands of other young um, students who wanna know about Jesus, college-age students who are just worshiping Jesus. And, and so um, you're, just, you're just on an all-time spiritual high, you're feeling good. And at one point, every single year of passion, they make this call to give to a certain initiative. And it's always done so well and they always, it's, it's about obedience. It's not just saying, hey, we want your money, but it's like, hey, will you obediently follow the Lord with your giving? And I don't remember what the exact initiative was this year, um, but, but they make the call and they say, hey, will you give? And if you give online, if you give on our website, you have to give at least $10 because that's gonna cover the credit card fee. And so me being um, a good Christian, I did the minimum amount, I did $10. And I get my phone out and I'm just like, all right, 10 bucks, like check it, like did it, like I'm a good person, this is great. And I just kind of sit back and relax. And I remember um, the person to my right was our next steps pastor, Kyle Wilson. The person to my left was our young adult pastor, Caleb Brown. And we're just sitting there and just waiting for bills to finish. And all of a sudden the guy in front of us um, catches our attention. And to be very honest, we look, this was nine years ago, we were immature. He gets his credit card out and I immediately was just like, oh, I'm gonna steal his identity or I'm gonna steal his credit card information. Not funny, but I made the joke anyways. And so we're like watching him and he's filling out his stuff and he's putting in his, his, his number and he's putting in his security code and his zip code. And, and this guy is not connected with our church. I have no idea where he's at in life now. I have no idea what his story was, but he's filling it all out and he's doing it all. And we're just kind of watching him. We're just like making like, like just, just intrigued by this human at this point. And it gets down to the amount section 
And we're watching him and he types in one zero dot zero zero. He types in 10. And we're like, hey, 10 bucks, he did it. But here's the deal. This guy could not hit submit. Like he's sitting there and he's just like, like I told someone last night in the lobby, it was almost like he was crying. He is going on this internal battle. His head is down. He's kind of like just holding the phone in his hand. He's just like, ah, he's shaking his head. He just doesn't know what to do. And there's just this battle going on within him. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And we kind of start to think, like, is this guy going to go like big, like 20? Like, is this guy... 25 even like this is this is crazy right now and he he is like just in a battle all of a sudden his head snaps up and we're like it's go time and he erases the 10 and he writes a one again and I thought oh my gosh a hundred is on the table like this is happening right now and he puts in that one and we're watching him and he puts in another one and he puts in a dot zero zero and he gave eleven dollars <laughs> and I'm just gonna be honest this is a confession uh, we lost it, right? <laughs> like me, and I'm just gonna be real, two of your pastors on staff were just like, like, I can't, like we are losing it because this guy was just like, he, he had so much battle. There was so much turmoil. And he's just like, 11, like this is the one. So much so that like, it's a joke now. If we give $11 to something, we're just like 11, all right? Like it's a big deal. And I was thinking about that this week. And I've gotta be honest with you. I got crazy convicted because I, I have no idea what that guy's story was. And I, I can remember being in college and $11 was a lot of money. And I know that sounds silly, but I bet you've been there too. Where 11 bucks was, that, that was no, nothing to, to, to ignore. And I look at that story and, I can, and you, can, you can do it one of two ways. You can say like, man, like it was just a dollar. That was not a big deal. Or you can look at the other way and you can say, wow, even over one dollar, this dude was obedient to Jesus. And I'm gonna choose to believe today that he went on an internal battle to say, who am I gonna serve? Money or Jesus? Who am I gonna love? Money or Jesus? And I think that day, even over $1, I'm gonna choose to believe that he showed us, his money showed us where his heart was. And Jesus cares about your money, church, because he cares about your heart. And so let me just ask right now, will you give 11? <laughs> Not in the aspect that I'm saying, like, I want everyone to give $11, but will you sacrifice obediently following Jesus saying, hey, I, I want my money to show what my heart values. Will you do the internal work, the war to ask yourself, what am I serving? What do I love? What do I care about? What is the biggest, most important thing in my life? I mean, what would it look like if our church were so obedient to Jesus that when we talked about money, we all just laughed because it wasn't a big deal. I read something this week that said obedience, um, tithing should be the easiest step of obedience because it's not even our money. Like it, it was a blessing to us and so it should be our number one blessing to give away. It should be our first step of obedience. What would that look like in your life? And hear me, I know money matters. I get it. You got a mortgage. Or maybe you're trying to buy a house and you're like, Jacob, have you seen the house market out there? I have, it is insane. Maybe you've got kids 
that need braces. That's a real issue with money. Maybe you have a kid in college. Maybe you're trying to pay for college. Maybe retirement is coming up and you're trying to fix those, all those numbers to make sure they're gonna last you the right way. Maybe you have a wedding coming up and you're like, how do I'm gonna pay for this and also pay for a life? Maybe you have a fixed income. I don't know what it is with you. But money matters. But let me just ask this question. What matters more in your life? Because your money's gonna show what matters the most in your life. Jesus cares about your money because he cares about your heart. What would it look like in your life? What would change? What budget, your spending account, your giving, whatever it could be. If you said, I'm gonna truly make my money show what my heart values, knowing that when you give, you're not just giving to Northside, but you're giving to God through Northside and you're trusting that he can do what he said he can do and that he is who he said he was. To show you an example of what happens when we do that, check out this video on the Give Project. Brian Harper and I've been with the Works Ministry for approximately 20 years. The Works acronym stands for Women and Orphans Receiving Kindness. The work that we do for the ladies that we minister to, it's a pretty broad spectrum. It can be as simple, no joke, as changing a battery in a fire detector and it can run all the way up to building a shed, doing drywall, finishing a basement. It just depends on the lady and the situation and what the team itself is capable of doing. One of these ladies calls me and she had just gotten out of the hospital and she was unloading on me about all of these things that were going on in her life. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just was bearing down on me. And I started crying because I realized that I have no problems in my life. And there are ladies who have significant problems. They have health problems, they have nobody to talk to. And the Holy Spirit made me realize that I foresaw their need and I've put you in this place, even if it's just to sit here and listen to this lady on this phone. But that's the heart of the ministry, right? It wasn't about a screwdriver or cleaning gutters, right? It was just about being there for a lady. Thank you so much, Northside Christian Church. Because of your generosity, this ministry has been gifted with over $11,000. Uh, I can't tell you how excited the ministry, the men in the ministry and our leadership are to have these funds available to us. There are so many ways that I can see that God will use this money. A lot of times we have to make hard decisions about how we help ladies, both physically and relationally. And I think this will open up a lot of opportunity for God to reveal himself in the lives of these ladies in a, a much bigger and effective way. So thank you. Did you hear how much it was? $11,000. That's what happens 
and we let our money show what our heart values. And so here's the challenge this weekend. Um, it is another Give Project weekend, which means that all the cash offering in our giving boxes this weekend is gonna go to bless one of our ministries. I just wanna make the challenge. Will, will you let your money show what your heart values? He, Jesus cares about your money because he cares about your heart. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. We love you, church. Let's go be the church and eat some ice cream at 1043 on the way out. We'll see you next week. <laughs>